0: Learn how to get the most of your payments through simple, safe, and smart card transactions. Visit MasterYourCard.org forward slash Canada for tips to master small business security. Master your card with MasterCard Canada.
1: Are you ready to plan for the future? Build the financial foundations for your business with Intuit QuickBooks Startup Foundations. Enroll in the online Startup Foundations Workshop and receive a free one-year subscription to Intuit QuickBooks Online. Visit bit.ly forward slash startup foundations. That's bit.ly forward slash startup foundations today to register for free. Here to give you a first hand glimpse into the future of Canadian business, it's Rivers Corbett on the Startup Canada podcast.
2: million entrepreneurs. If you are a regular show listener, welcome back. If you're new to the program, hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and Google Play Music and visit StartupCan.ca to connect with both your local startup community and to join Startup Canada to access training, resources, and a peer network to grow your success. I'm Rivers Corbett and entrepreneurship is part of my DNA. Whether it's building my own companies or helping other entrepreneurs build theirs, this is my lane. Want to connect after the podcast? You can find me at www.meatrivers.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a SaaS-focused podcast for your show today. Startup Canada visited the SaaS North Scale-Up Conference in Ottawa last week, and today we are going to be hearing from the SaaS North Conference Director, Mina Sandu and Shopify's Megan Herman, who is the heart of inclusion and innovation of Shopify. We had our very own Startup Canada Digital Programs Corporation Coordinator, Rochelle de Sorcy on location conducting today's podcast.
3: This is Mina Sandu from SAS North, and you are listening to the Startup Canada
4: podcast. Michelle Desorci here at SAS North in Ottawa today. I'm sitting here with Mina Sadhu, who is the conference director at SAS North. Uh, Mina, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to sit down and talk with me about the conference and everything that you do. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Sure. So, I'm the
3: uh, conference director for SAS North. So, I have the pleasure of really working on the full agenda of this program, coordinating with the steering committee, determining speakers and content for our two day event. It's, it's a lot of fun.
4: Mina, can you tell us uh, really in depth? detail about what SAS North is.
3: Sure. Uh, SAS North is a scale-up conference focused on SAS. You know, we launched last year and last year we were saying, okay, we're Canada's SAS conference. That's how we began. And as we fine-tuned, we realized we're really about helping SAS businesses scale up and grow. So our goal is to provide a hub where anybody that has anything to do with SAS can connect, grow, and learn together. Uh, So we curate content that's tactical and actionable. We also have inspirational keynotes. We do a lot of facilitated networking and we're looking to pull people in from around the globe. We may have started as a, hey, we're here for Canada and we'll continue to be here for Canada. But we're also pulling in attendees and speakers from around the world. So we want the Canadian SaaS community to, to make a mark on the global ecosystem and we want to contribute to that and support it.
4: Amazing. Yeah, it sounds super fun. Uh, tell us about your journey. How did you get here today? How did I get here
3: today? Oh, my God. So, I think it actually happened through LinkedIn. Um, I found out about the uh, the conference through Q Business Media, and uh, I had seen, you know, one of the co-founders of Q Business visit my LinkedIn profile. I sent them an invitation. We had a coffee or had a conversation and next thing you know I'm working on this conference with them so yeah That's it's been amazing great. Yeah. yeah
4: a really good LinkedIn connection <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eh? it's so uh, cool that when it actually uh, works out for what it's kind of, of intended to be yeah um, amazing so um, what was your biggest learning uh, this is the second year of SAS mm-hmm. North so what's been your biggest learning uh, from last year to this year so last year you know it was year one one
3: thing was we weren't 100% certain as to who's here like what are their job functions who's actually attending so moving into year two we have a much better idea of what our audience makeup is and therefore can build content that's catered to that audience. So that to me was probably the biggest learning.
4: And what kind of content do you have this year that's uh, different from last year?
3: So this year, we've broken down the tracks a little bit differently. Um, We have a lot of marketing content, sales, uh, customer success, product, uh, a number of conversations around financing, uh, around metrics and pricing. So we're wanting to, to cover the full array of topics that need to be discussed when you're talking about scaling up a SaaS business.
4: So what are your tips for startups who are looking to build
3: momentum? So if you're really wanting to, you know, to build momentum is to really put your yourself forward and connect with people. And I think, you know, a big part of being in the startup community, people are always like, have your pitch ready, have your pitch ready. But the people that you're networking with, they don't want to feel like they're being pitched to. They want to connect and meet with people. If you heard, you know, uh, Kinder Cassidy chatting this morning, if anybody ever tells her, hey, you should really talk to somebody, she'll talk to them. People... At higher levels, those that are accomplished, those that are investing, they're wanting to talk to startups, Mm. but they want to have a natural conversation.
4: Yeah. So how do you uh, suggest that these uh, you know startups and the founders and how do they get in contact with these people? Yeah, I know so you- one of the things we're doing this year is really facilitating those
3: meetings. So we've uh, built out a, a very detailed investor zone and uh, are trying this tool that we're using for the first time. And we're calling it our investor matchmaker tool. And we have investors and founders in this app and they're um, they're matched up based on what they're looking for and what they're offering. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we wanted to facilitate those meetings because it is hard to actually find the people you need to connect with. Mm -hmm. And as an event, I think the onus
4: is on us to create curated meeting opportunities. Amazing. Yeah, it's super important. Uh, What do you see the future of SAS North? What are you looking for next year? Well, we want to definitely continue
3: growing. Uh, We want to continue to add new features and and really listen to our audience. Um, I think events need to change year over year there Mm -hmm. there needs to be things that they leave behind and there need to be new things that they adopt so we want to listen to our audience very closely and build an event next year that caters to what they need in 2018 Mm
0: -hmm. you know a theme
3: this year has been ai will we have as much ai contact next content next year probably not because that's been the 2017 Mm -hmm. focus Um, so we're always looking to to
4: learn from our attendees and continue to offer them what they need Amazing. Uh, I just want to wrap it up. What's your favorite book that you've read this year that's been the most inspiring for you? Most inspiring for me. So I, I don't read business books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I read
3: business articles Yeah, yep, <laughs> I don't read business books yep. um, yeah, my favorite book that I've read in the last year was Ready Player One for all the video games and 80s pop yeah. trivia loved it awesome. uh, in terms of you know people that I follow uh, David Scott who spoke this afternoon I closely follow his blog he has fantastic content mm-hmm. amazing well thank you so much for speaking
4: with me today I really thank appreciate you. it thank you
2: Ladies and gentlemen, it's the time where we need to take a very
1: quick break, but we will be right back with more from our amazing guests. Stay tuned. As an entrepreneur, you're always looking for ways to work smarter, faster, simpler, and better. Grow your business your way with transformative tech like Microsoft Azure, Office 365, Windows 10, and more. Visit modernbiz.ca, that's modernbiz.ca, and see how Microsoft can help you run your business anytime, anywhere.
0: Canadian-born business One by Sun creates and sells a unique collection of printed yoga mats, tote bags, pouches, and prints from original hand-painted designs to customers across Canada, the United States, and Australia. When their products are out for delivery, it's important for their customers to have total visibility to ensure their packages are delivered on time, no matter where their customer is located. UPS Canada helps customers track their shipments 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, while co-owners Evangelina and Jamal can focus on growing their business. Join the UPS Small Business Program to get support on your unique supply chain needs plus save 40% off shipping. Visit ups.com forward slash my business.
2: Thank you to our sponsors, and we are back.
4: This is Rochelle DeZorci, and I am with uh, Startup Canada, and we are doing the Startup Canada podcast show at SAS North today in Ottawa. I have Megan Herman with me, who is the head of inclusion and innovation at Shopify. Hi, Megan, it's Rochelle DeZorci from Startup Canada. And how are you today? Great, thanks, for. St- Rochelle, thanks for having me. Oh, we're super excited to have you on the show today. Uh, can you tell me a little, bit, a little bit about yourself?
5: Yeah, so I've been with Shopify for just over a year and a half. They brought me in recognizing that uh, as the company's growing and scaling, they needed someone who is more focused on being intentional at bringing more diversity of thought into the organization. And the approach we're taking is to focus on inclusion to get that get there. Prior to this, I was running a, our global diversity strategy for a large financial services company uh, spanning across Canada, the US, and Asia. So some really interesting learnings in terms of how you tweak your strategy when you cross geographies.
4: So what interests you so much about inclusion and innovation that led you to Shopify today?
5: Yeah, absolutely. To me, I see it as a real opportunity. I think for organizations to really get the most out of their talent and get out of the existing talent pool, especially here in Canada, where talent is tight, we can't afford to miss some really top talent because we're not seeing it based on our own biases or assumptions. So for me, it's an opportunity to come into a company where I can help them navigate that and override maybe some of those things that might be getting in the way of them finding that top talent and ultimately making their business more successful. I think for a company like Shopify that really is looking to go more international, the chance is to actually get some of that talent in-house that might have some understanding of the nuances of the unique markets we're going into and really understand our really diverse merchant base.
4: Amazing. So you do this for the actual Shopify itself, the company. Do you help other small businesses who are actually on the Shopify platforms do this as well? Do you guys have like a kind of a top tips or anything that you give? Yeah, through? I don't I don't do that
5: formally, but absolutely it's it's somewhat ingrained into the company. I'm seeing a lot of this work come through in very different parts of Shopify's business. So for example, our stock photography team is looking at making sure that our stock photography is extremely diverse mm-hmm. and not just simply providing a diverse pool of photographs for our merchants to use and really help connect and resonate with that diverse customer base, but also empowering those models to self-identify as how they would want to be tagged. And that really has actually allowed us to really make this a practical opportunity for our merchants. The other opportunity is through a number of different community and outreach opportunities we do with women entrepreneurs and other underrepresented groups from an entrepreneurial perspective, just to really make sure they have access to the resources and the mentorship and support to really grow their businesses.
4: Amazing. That all sounds really, really important right now, uh, now more than ever. Um, I just want to know, why do you think it's important for startups to start their inclusion and innovation strategies from the beginning?
5: So I'm a firm believer in all of the research out there that shows that Diverse teams actually create better products. They come up with more creative solutions. They are able to catch bugs or or challenges in their product before they go to market. So I think for an organization to see the value and having a team that can really test and prod a challenge or a product before it's shipped is really critical for your product to just simply uh, survive on the market. Mm -hmm. It can also help you understand your Uh, more diverse merchant base. So, for example, if we were going into a market that uh, processed payments in a very different way than we do here in Canada and the U.S., having a team that understands that and can help us build that into our product from day one will ensure that Mm -hmm. we, we land
4: more solidly in that market. Amazing. Um, so, what is your strategy behind like doing this? Like, what's your day to day like?
5: Yeah. So, my day to day is really working right across the business, and this is a long game for us. So, we're actually building up this mindset and building this muscle within our organization. It's not simply an HR initiative, which is something that I've been really intentional about. And the way that comes through is by actually partnering with the executive and the senior leadership within each department getting them more aware of what their specific gaps are when it comes to diversity on their team and Mm. putting some really tangible and actionable pieces in place so they can actually pause and be more intentional about this. I think where uh, you can get... uh, Some momentum on this is when you simply look at this as something you need to do this year and that you're going to fix it this year versus looking at what are some of those behaviors and those mindsets we need to build so that in five and 10 and 20 years from now, this is part of how we operate. And so that's been our first, first approach is really driving that awareness and building that muscle internally.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really smart. Like I always wonder uh, when startups are building these uh, kind of strategies and like how often they should go back and look at it, but really it just should be so in, you know ingrained in the organization that it's just all the way through all the time, right? Um, so where do you see yourself in the next five years? Yeah, I think, um, do you mean me personally or Shopify?
5: Yeah, you personally. So for me, I'm really, really interested in the opportunity uh, to really apply this in the different markets as we grow. So diversity is one of those topics that... Uh, may or may not resonate in certain regions within the, the global market, and but it's absolutely still applicable. So I think the opportunity for Shopify is to get ahead of that. We know this is valuable. We know it's been really great for our business. And as we go into other markets, how are we going to translate that and apply it so that it's relevant to that local market? And again, mm-hmm. that's going to be something that we're going to have to be ahead of now so that in five years or 10 years when we're a bit more global, that we're actually positioned for that.
4: Yeah, amazing. Um, do you have like top three tips for our listeners today who actually just, you know, they're like, we want to be more inclusive. We understand the value that having different minds, uh, people with different, you know, uh, educational backgrounds or, or what have you, um, you know, how they can actually take these uh, tips and implement them into their startups like today. Absolutely. And so, yes, from a startup perspective, to me, that's the
5: most exciting opportunity. Uh, there's a concept out there called diversity debt. And it's something that a lot of more established companies are dealing with. They're, they have a bigger denominator they're working with in terms of representation, and they're maybe not growing as fast as maybe a startup. So to make changes in their overall diversity of their employee group, is it's much more difficult when you're bigger. And so I think for a startup, the opportunity is to really make this part of how you hire from day one. And Mm -hmm. at the leadership level is where you can you can see your most long term impact. If you're able to create a diverse leadership team, they're not only, again, going to help drive that company in the right direction and make sure we are considering all the nuances, but they're going to attract really diverse talent. Talent wants to come to an organization where they, they see that they could be uh, in that senior leadership level. And also through that interview process, those individuals on the leadership team are going to be able to translate and, and um, help you see maybe some of those nuances that could be viewed as biases or assumptions in other mm-hmm. situations. After that, you can absolutely look at from a referral perspective. Again, smaller companies often rely quite a bit on their existing employee base to find that next talent. And the reality is we tend to surround ourselves with people who are a lot like us. So if that is your primary source of talent, it's making sure that you're really mindful and explicit about the opportunity for your employees to provide diverse referrals. So at Shopify, we actually launched... um, a gamification of this in the spring of this year. And what we did is we paused our outward sourcing and put back on our employees to say, we want to encourage you to send in more referrals, but know that in particular, we're focused on getting more women into our referral pipeline. And so this was a chance for us to capture the audience uh, get them to pause and be more intentional about it. But then actually we increased our number of women referrals by 70% just wow. by simply being more explicit about what we're looking yeah, for. Exactly. More purposeful. Yeah. And the practical mm-hmm. part of that was that, yes, these individuals maybe were looking um, within their existing network, but they were also digging a little bit deeper. And I think mm-hmm. that's where we potentially miss the mark when you're moving
4: so quickly, that you don't yeah. pause to look in slightly different places hmm That's an amazing answer. It's really great tangible tips there, everyone. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah, amazing. So you said Shopify, uh, it's kind of at the forefront and they, they want to be really like, you know, just the leaders in innovation and inclusivity. Do you know any other organizations right now that are kind of, uh, you know, raising the bar and stepping above, uh, you know, the rest in terms of making this really important to them and part of their strategy? Yeah, I'm trying to think. I know um, if we think about some of the leaders within
5: within Canada, I know well Simple's done some really interesting work in this space. And also I think we as a tech industry cannot overlook what some of the other industries have done as well. So mm-hmm. some of the organizations... Um, that we have a harder time maybe relating to culturally have done some great work in developing, say, women in leadership. And I think the opportunity for us is to actually look at what have you done to do that and how would that translate into the tech environment? And that would span places like financial services or consulting organizations uh, that have been at this for a lot longer than tech and really learning from them and, and translating that into our own industry.
4: Awesome. Yeah, exactly. Um, All right. Well, then uh, I think it's time for our wrap up. I just want to know what your favorite book is that you've been inspired by in the past year. Wow. Um, Right now, I'm actually uh, reading, it's not a new one, but it's
5: actually called The Book of Negroes. And I think for me, as someone who's working in this space, I've really mm-hmm. done a lot of work in trying to understand different perspectives. Yep. And as a white woman, that's absolutely an area where I would have very little understanding. And reading this book, especially from a woman's perspective, uh, has been really insightful in terms of the history and how that sadly is continuing to, to play out today. And also as a Canadian, there's a Canadian component to that in terms of Um, the Underground Railway and the freedom for slavery and I think that's one example I think everybody can take away is just be really aware of your own perspective and what are some of the things you can do to gain a bit more perspective on someone who's very much not like you.
4: Amazing well thank you so much for joining us today everyone that was Megan Herman who is the head of inclusion and innovation at Shopify. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for this week's podcast. But wait, there is more SaaS North content coming your way soon. I also sat down and had the opportunity to interview some of Canada's top SaaS entrepreneurs and investors. Stay tuned for my up-and-coming podcast with Dan Martell from danmartell.com, Mark McLeod, founder of Shorepath Capital, and April Dunford, founder of Rocket Launch Marketing. Just wait till you hear those podcasts with shared tips and wisdom from these incredibly amazing people till next time I'm Rivers Corbett leaving you now with a sneak peek of next week's podcast
6: hi this is Justin Taylor senior analyst corporate responsibility at Export Development Canada and you're listening to the Startup Canada podcast with Rivers Corbett
2: uh, Justin, um, you know my audience likes uh, listeners like stories. So, uh, can you give us some examples of small businesses that have experienced corruption or bribery issues? And you don't have to mention the names, but this company experienced this, and here's what happened. And maybe just two examples that would be relevant to this audience, which are which are you know a lot of them in this in the startup world, the first five years in uh, in, in business. Yeah, sure. Well, um,
6: like you said, I've got to be careful not to be disclosing confidential customer information. But we worked with um, one company that um, they actually worked very closely with foreign governments to do transparency work. So it was a great company that was doing great work. And they had one employee that was located out there in a high risk market. And this employee got caught up with the wrong people and found themselves paying a little bribe here, a little bribe there to make things happen. They were really you know, focused on their results and on obtaining those contracts. Uh, but when it was discovered that bribes were paid to obtain these contracts, the contracts were canceled. They got debarred by that government from ever bidding on any other contracts. It triggered defaults under some of their loans. So they lost their working wow. capital loan. And this company almost went bankrupt. That on top of the cost of the legal fees to defend themselves, this company was really stuck in a hard place. And it was all because they didn't have good control over the, the individuals that were representing them in a, in a foreign country so those those are really um it, it was a very sad example because it was a canadian company that was doing great work their product was great you know they had really good business ethics here at home and the the managers and owner of the company were really great but they just were dealing with one at bad apple they didn't have the right tracking systems they didn't have the right controls in place and they almost lost their company